listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 10th of March. Prime Minister Scott Morrison will tour flood-devastated southeast Queensland today after visiting northern New South Wales yesterday where he declared a national emergency. The PM announcing a support package including $25 million for emergency relief and more than $30 million for mental health support programs. Residents in three council areas in northern New South Wales have now been deemed as catastrophe zones, with residents now eligible for additional disaster payments, including $1,000 for adults and $400 for children. Here is the Prime Minister. I absolutely understand the frustration. I understand the anger. I understand the disappointment. I understand the sense of abandonment. I do apologise that the amount of support that has been provided and continues to be provided... I still don't believe we'll always meet the expectations that are just at you know very high levels and understandably so. Mr Morrison has been criticised for not meeting with locals face-to-face in Lismore. Scott Morrison instead spending time in private with a local farmer before attending an emergency meeting at Lismore Council. Kate Stroud is from Lismore and had to be rescued from the floodwaters by another local. She was among a large group of local residents waiting outside to speak with the Prime Minister yesterday. We were hoping just to talk to him and, and to... Um to see, you know, that he could actually see the distress and the carnage and the trauma that we've all endured here. Um, but hopefully he would have some sort of better response than giving us $1,000 that we can't spend because there's no town. That audio thanks to Channel 10. Meantime, the Deputy Prime Minister has apologised for the government not declaring a national emergency sooner, flagging it may have been a mistake. Barnaby Joyce telling the ABC the new declaration will help get through the bureaucratic process in a more efficient way. As a bureaucratic process becomes more pronounced in what we have to do as we go forward, then I think that it's it's going to assist us a lot from here. I grant that if people say, well, it should have happened last week, well, uh, if we made that mistake, we made that mistake, and we're sorry for it. To the latest in Ukraine now, and a maternity hospital and children's ward have been destroyed in the latest Russian airstrike in the city of Mariupol. Authorities in Ukraine say they're going to have to start digging mass graves for the growing number of civilians being killed. The United Nations has confirmed... More than 2 million Ukrainians have now managed to escape to neighbouring countries. Former Ukrainian President Pedro Poroshenko had this to say exclusively to 7 News correspondent Chris Reason, who's on the ground in Ukraine. He tells me Ukraine is demonstrating a miracle to the world. The Russian attack not only Ukraine. The Russian attack, the whole our values, the whole West, Europe, US and Australia. And there are growing fears of a nuclear disaster in Ukraine, with authorities warning Chernobyl is dangerously close to leaking radiation. Russian troops cut power to the decommissioned site, which is still needed to stop the nuclear fuel from leaking. Meantime, China has accused NATO of building tensions between Ukraine and Russia, suggesting it was to blame for the Russian invasion. Speaking in a news briefing, the Chinese Foreign Ministry urged the West to stop its sanctions against Russia, calling them brutal. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales and a massive clean-up is now underway across the greater Sydney region after this week's deadly floods and record-breaking rainfall. 
Thousands of residents are starting to return to their homes this morning as floodwaters recede. Our reporter Sasha Barbagat has more from Sydney. That's right, Tash. Evacuation orders for spots in southwest Sydney have now lifted, allowing exhausted residents to get back to their properties safely. But the danger isn't over on the Hawkesbury and Nepean rivers. Orders to stay away remain in place for at-risk suburbs today. The death toll, meantime, has lifted to three. The body of a man believed to be a missing delivery driver found in floodwaters in Western Sydney yesterday. There is finally a break in the weather today, but locals and authorities are now assessing the damage, staring down a clean-up that will last months. And Australian health authorities have issued a new warning about the mosquito-borne Japanese encephalitis virus after the death of a man in regional New South Wales. It follows similar warnings in both Queensland and Victoria. The latest victim was a man aged in his 70s who died in a Sydney hospital last month, but a post-mortem has now confirmed he had the mosquito-borne virus. Our reporter Scott Leake has the latest from Wagga Wagga. Tash, New South Wales Health is urging the public to be extra vigilant and take precautions against mozzie bites as case numbers grow. Several people are undergoing further testing for Japanese encephalitis and it's expected we'll see more cases in the coming days and weeks. A vaccine is being rolled out to workers at pig farms where the virus has been detected. The Riverina man's death comes after a Victorian man also died from the virus. in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, stock markets understandably have fallen heavily as the war in Ukraine continues, having a major impact on oil supplies and prices. But share prices rose strongly overnight. Why? It's a strange one. If war caused oil and wheat prices to burn, which have hit share prices, what do we make about a near 8% rise in the German stock market and a 7% spike in the French market overnight. Well, oil and other commodity prices fell overnight on OPEC agreeing to increase the supply of oil and news that Ukraine might decide to become a neutral non-NATO country, which would satisfy Vladimir Putin. Peter, you're talking about some good news regarding falling oil prices, but that comes at a cost with the flight centre boss now warning airfares are about to skyrocket. Yeah, quite a CEO, Alan Joyce, has warned that airfares will rise 7% if the oil price remained at $120 US a barrel. The flight centre MD and founder, Graham Turner, thinks it could be twice that. He sees oil at 200 US dollars a barrel that could push up airfares by, wait for it, 15%. Gosh. And Russians are having to cope, of course, with the catastrophic lack of products, etc. as sanctions continue from the West. And now McDonald's has closed all of its stores. Yeah, Vladimir Putin has been slapped with a Big Mac boycott as a US hamburger maker closed 850 stores in Russia. The first store opened two months after the Berlin Wall was torn down in 1989 and now Macca's exit adds to the company exodus of the likes of Coke, Pepsi, Starbucks, BP and other big brand multinational operations. Russia is being de-Wested. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. 
time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett, the new NRL season. We cannot wait. Roars to life tonight with the Panthers launching their Premiership defence against the Sea Eagles. Yes, good morning, Tash. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Panthers, of course, the reigning Premiers, as you mentioned, without Nathan Cleary, though, he is still battling uh, well, the effects of shoulder surgery he had in the off-season. So, Sean O'Sullivan, a young man but somewhat of a journeyman, he's been to a few clubs, will pilot the attack alongside Jerome Luai. They actually know each other from uh, when they were kids, so they do have some experience playing together. And the Seagulls with Tommy Turbo, that outstanding season he had last year. We heard from his brother Jake uh, yesterday on Triple M and said that uh, he's had a, a really strong pre-season, so that's a scary thought for the opposition. In terms of who could win the flag, uh, win the Premiership this year, Triple M's Benji Marshall has given us his thoughts. He's backing Souths to go all the way. No, Jason as a coach. Yep. I've seen him under Wayne and, and what he's learned of Wayne he'll be, be able to in- implement, but also I think he's got a lot of other things that he can offer to the team too, so I think they're going to have a great season, mate. Yeah, has been very impressed with their new coach, Jason Dimitri. Cannot wait for it tonight. Now, Brett, on to the AFL and the Swans are keen to extend. This is interesting. Buddy Franklin's career into another season. Can he do it? Well, he's on the verge of a very special milestone, just the sixth player to reach 1,000 goals. He will get there in the early rounds. He, of course, is in the final year of that famous nine-year, $10 million deal that he signed uh, such a long time ago, and there were so many critics that thought he would never get to the end of it, given he's a key forward. He's had a number of injuries, but uh, President Andrew Pridham has told Seven there already in talks on a new contract. He's looking fantastically uh, fit, so I think we're pretty keen to uh, to extend him if, if that's what he wants to do, and I think it is. We'd be look, looking forward to it and just really looking forward to him kicking his thousandth goal. And some talk out of uh, AFL head office yesterday, they might add an extra round to the season next year and scrap the practice matches. And Brett, the Aussies are turning their attention to the second test in the cricket against Pakistan after a gruelling series opener. Yeah, it certainly was, and especially for Nathan Lyon, who sent down seventy sent down uh, seventy eight uh, overs, took just one for two hundred and thirty six, uh, among the most expensive uh, match figures of his career. Uh, the interim coach Andrew McDonald is backing him to get a lot more out of the pitch at Karachi. Yeah, yeah, he's physically fine, bouncing in and out of a lot of different plans. Um, there wasn't a lot on offer for the quicks or the spinners. The conditions in Karachi will present something different. And again, hinted that they will uh, look at picking a second spinner. And Brett, talking about cricket, uh, details have been confirmed about the funeral for the late, great cricket legend, Shane Warne. Yeah, that will be uh, at the MCG. Fitting farewell for Warney. I understand there won't be a crowd limit, so they can pack 100,000 or more. Of course, the service you'd expect would be uh, on the field. And they're going to rename the Great Southern Stand in his honour to the SK Warne Stand. So, yeah, certainly a fitting farewell to a, a legend of the game. Yeah, date set in for the 30th of March. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. And a major breakthrough for scientists after finally locating one of the greatest undiscovered shipwrecks. Antarctic explorer Sir Ernest Shackleton and his men escaped on foot and in small boats when their ship was crushed by sea ice and sank in 1915. And after more than a century after Endurance sank, it's now been found through robotic cameras in incredible condition after sitting three kilometres below the surface the water's so cold, it then preserved the wreck. Archaeologist Menson Bound, who was on the Discovery Expedition, says he has now fulfilled a lifelong dream. I've been excavating, surveying, evaluating wrecks since I was, you know, since my mid-twenties, but I've never, ever seen a wreck anything like as beautiful and as inspiring as this one.
The wreck was found on the bottom of the Weddell Sea and will remain there under a protection treaty. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.